0: You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome to episode 42 of Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs, and the only podcast of its kind in the entire world. I'm your host, Hillary Jastrom. And before we get this show on the road, let's give a huge group hug to Pride Month. If you're feeling alienated, please come on over to sickbiz.com. We know that we serve chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs, but all are accepted here and we love you just the way you are. Remember, love wins. Now, a shout out to our brand new sponsor, The Good Men Project, and an enormous embrace to Lisa Hickey, who I am so grateful to. The Good Men Project has gotten behind Sick Biz's mission to support chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs with hacks, hope, help, and resources. Our goal this year is to continually build up those resources so we can keep going, being the global hub for sick and disabled entrepreneurs, and not only for those fantastic people, but for freelancers and remote workers as well. You have no idea what kind of fun stuff we are cooking up behind the scenes. And now we have the help of the Good Men Project to share our message. We will be featured on the Good Men Project site, www.goodmenproject.com, as one of their preferred podcasts. And we will also be sharing our mini podcast around their site so that others can hear our messages from these astounding and unforgettable life and business coaches and entrepreneurs who are working in the trenches with their challenges every day. Mimi Sikor, better known as Dr. Mimi, is a marvel. I met her when she was doing her book and I became one of the editors on her team. The best-selling author of her groundbreaking work, Debut A New You, Transforming Your Life at Any Age, Mimi is also an award-winning bodybuilder, with her first recognition coming at the age of 62. More than anything else, she is Mimi. And you will understand what that means after you listen to this episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Please welcome my radiant, miracle-making friend and role model, Dr. Mimi. We are on the air with Dr. Mimi. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Hillary. I'm thrilled to be talking with you.
0: Oh my gosh, me too. I, it's like we have been planning this for how long now?
1: Oh gosh, months. And this yeah. is my first full week home. <laughs> Since oh, January,
0: okay. and I was going to ask you that if you were in a hotel room or if you were actually at home, because you are a big traveler.
1: I am a big traveler, and I, I'm home physically. I got home late last night. I'm a little jet lagged today, but that's kind of my normal. And had a great workout at the gym this morning, despite my fatigue. It always is my drug, and it really helps me kind of revive myself. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm settled in. The sun's coming out here in beautiful Cape Cod, and I'm happy.
0: Oh, fantastic! Well, we are doing the podcast on the porch today, so the sun Sweet. is coming through the windows, and it really just fills you. It fills you. So we could wax nostalgic forever. Yes, you and I would just have this natural banter between us. I think always have, always have. Yes, but let's get to your. Let's get to how you
1: arrived to today. All to right, who you are today. All right. Well, you know, my journey began as a. Nurse. Many, many years ago, I was a baby nurse at age 20. At age 22, I became a nurse practitioner. I didn't even know what it was. It was way back in the beginning. I've had a crazy, wonderful career, worked in all different places, emergency, Alaska, you name it. And then at the ripe old age of 59, I had this harebrained idea to go back and earn my doctoral degree. And uh, then my daughter confronted me and said, Mom, you're crashing and burning. I'm like, don't talk to me. For two years, I got work to do. And uh, <laughs> then she smacked me over the head and said, Mom, you are not being a role model. And that was like a stake wow. in the
0: heart. Wow. That's, that's a big message.
1: Huge. It was really, really big.
0: Yeah. And you were able to listen to it, though, which is amazing.
1: So what changed <laughs> after that? What changed after that were incremental changes that she encouraged. Really, had to encourage me to tr- to take on drinking more water, getting a little more sleep, little bits of exercise. I learned after the fact the habits much more important than the intensity. She mm-hmm. just kept encouraging me. I, I saw the food scale on the counter at the time she was home getting ready for bodybuilding shows, sure. and so she's not. She's thirty years old, so she's not normally living with us. But I had the advantage of her being there to kind of coach me on site and I'd see her weighing and measuring food and doing all this food prep. And I'd be like, Lord, have mercy. I do not have the time for that. (laughs) (laughs) But it it definitely began to get into my brain and into my soul. And I just saw these little changes improve actually my academic functioning, Mm -hmm. improve my emotional outlook. So instead of being a complete train wreck every minute of every day, Worrying, I was just going to flunk out of this program. I began to cope better with the stress. I'm like, dang, there's something to this.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So you can relate to what we talk about on here: feeling stuck, Ugh. not proud of your health decisions, being afraid to make a change, not knowing how to make a change for the better. Totally. What do you? What do you want to say to the people listening to you right now? Who you imagine yourself go back in time? Yes. And imagine yourself and talk to those people knowing what you know now?
1: Well, I would just say don't give up. That's the problem with stress. You get overwhelmed. You let your wheels fall off. And just the tiniest little changes. that even if you're the most stressed, most overwhelmed, feeling not healthy, that when you start making those minor changes, drinking more water, for example, you begin over not long to feel better. So the biggest problem we have is we throw in the towel. We think we have to have perfect circumstances to make changes in our lives. Mm-hmm. And my now my knowledge is just jump in in the midst of the chaos. Just jump in. If you don't learn how to cope <laughs> with the chaos, then your wheels are always going to fall off because we're always going to have periodic stress. It's just unavoidable.
0: We always are. And so you moved through that stressful point and you did yourself one better. Not only did you go on to earn your doctorate, what else did you do that's a little bit astounding?
1: (laughs) Well, I changed changed my physical self. Of course, it's a body-mind connection. But I lost 30 pounds, Mm -hmm. 12 inches of fat off my belly. Mm -hmm. And then a year later, I took on another challenge. And my daughter gave me she said I if I go pro as a bodybuilder why don't you be in a show just be in a show one show I didn't figure she'd go pro so I figured sure and then she (laughs) went pro it takes some people years and sometimes they never make it and then she goes mom remember the promise I was like no not really well you know what she said I really think you can do it so a year later debuting at 62 I was in my first bodybuilding competition who does that
0: I don't know. I think oh I, I mean I've met one person in my life who does that. She's on the air with me today.
1: Oh, so <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny, Hillary. You almost got me. But I was <laughs> I was absolutely terrified. But what's yeah. interesting is when we had that conversation, I actually looked at myself and said, Maybe that's not so far off. And that's when I realized I had to write a book. I was so shocked that I had been able to change my physical Health, yeah. so much obviously through a body mind process, but I, I, and even today I'm like shocked. I'm like I just figured I'd suffer from inevitable <laughs> decline of aging, and then my pot was going to get pottier, and you know I was going to have to name that pot, and it was just really a feeling
0: of despair. It is a feeling of despair because I think there's a lot of people who, and we relate this to chronic illness, and I and I want to say. Obesity or even morbid obesity could be considered a chronic state that yes. has a lot to do with your health—a yes. tremendous amount to so do much. with your health. And so we can even include that aspect. Now, I'm I'm not talking about people who uh, I'm not getting into weight, for example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We want to talk about health as exactly. far as are you making
1: right yeah. healthful choices. Yes, and that's so, what I, all I did. I really didn't care if I lost weight as much as mm-hmm. I wanted to feel less emotional stress and I wanted to feel healthier.
0: Right. And, and now you've got a butt like a ripe nectarine and that works <laughs> out for you.
1: You know, <laughs> we call it build a butt. Don't build a bear, build a butt.
0: Is that what you call it?
1: <laughs> oh, I, I do. Like... <laughs> you know the store Build-A-Bear?
0: Yes. I'm yes, like, okay, I'm going to yes. start a
1: franchise called Build-A-Butt.
0: That's fantastic. I think every freaking woman, woman would step up to that. Especially, I don't know, I'm a Scandinavian woman, so I'm like, I don't have the, I feel like there's different g- butt genetics, you know? Yeah,
1: totally. totally <laughs> and I don't but.
0: have the good butt genetics.
1: <laughs> well, I've always had a bubble butt. I never had a muscle butt, so now I'm converting it. That's I mean, it's not nice. a, it's not a total muscle butt yet, but it's in process.
0: So steps to go from terror to triumph you've got people listening today who are terrified, who are buried in not only bad mistakes. I don't even want to say bad mistakes because sometimes we make mistakes without even knowing why we make them right. Right, They're habitual
1: mistakes
0: and we we get buried in this. We get buried in a lifestyle, but you, you were there. You went from terror to triumph. what, How did you get there? I mean, I know we talked about why not me? It's possible. What was your first step that you took?
1: I think the first step, Hillary, was actually looking at myself and saying, okay, you have been the queen of excuses. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to start just dismantling the excuses? I was always tired. I never had enough time. Mm -hmm. I don't have the money to hire a coach. I'd never, ever hired anyone to help me with my physical... Health. Mm -hmm. I'd had some therapy, but I had never, ever hired anyone to help me there. And I just had to dismantle my excuses one by one. And my daughter helped me with that. Mm -hmm. That's why when you and I, when you helped me rewrite my book, I realized half of it had to be mindset because that's what derails us. We all, I talk about the five minute rule. You have Mm -hmm. about five second rule. You have about five seconds. From when you think of a good intention to executing it before, your brain will talk you out of it, and it'll have a darn good reason.
0: Yes, it absolutely will. So you have to capitalize on those moments. Is that the moment when you're feeling the most potential and the most excited? Is that those five seconds, and that's why we have to capture that?
1: We have to work with it. I mean, there are other pieces. There, there's scheduling our self-care needs. There, there's a whole system. Um, that's why I'm so excited about what my daughter and I do in terms of offering online health and fitness programs because right. we teach the system. The system she used with me, the system we now use with unhealthy, stressed out, busy healthcare professionals and generally people change their lives so they can be healthy, fit, be more successful and turn their lives around.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's important that you've identified the system or a process for people. So it's more than just, I did it. I'm sharing my story. Now take my inspiration and go figure it out yourself. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't. And there's so many people out there that say, but I want to make a change too. I want to make the change. And they hear people talking about, I live the change. I made the change. This is how it's wonderful. Be free. And nobody does anything. Because there is not that actionable step. And you have changed that. You've changed that. So it's step
1: by step by step by step. It's support. It's accountability. It's learning Mm -hmm. the ins and outs of nutritional approaches that we've never learned before. It's way more complicated than eat less, move more. I hate hearing that. That's (laughs) insane because every single person is their own science experiment. And we have to take every person we work with and tweak their situation to figure out what's going to work. So let's There's, talk. Yeah, okay. okay.
0: So let's talk about the components of success. When you're yes. helping somebody identify their own unique success, yes. what are you walking them through? And is it in um, a priority thing where it's like we're going to start here first and then we're going to work our way down, or do you customize each kind of client package so that people are addressing what they need to address?
1: Well, we customize within a group program. So that's kind of cool. And we also vet people. For example, Mm -hmm. we don't want to work with people and they shouldn't actually jump in if they're not fully committed. So Mm -hmm. we actually spend a lot of time on the telephone screening people and asking them, are you committed? How committed are you? First of all, just saying, you know, what are your challenges, frustrations, concerns and really get into that. And then also what are your goals? What's your magic wand? And then finally, how committed are you? And we use a scale of 1 to 10. And if they say 7, 8, 9, we say, why not 10? Why not 11, 12, 13, 14, 15? We don't want to spin their wheels. We don't want to spin our wheels. We want people that are fully committed. And for women who yeah. are used to meeting everyone else's needs, it is yeah. very hard to be fully committed. I'll give you a great example. I felt, until quite recently, guilty Every time I would go to the gym because I thought, my husband needs me, my child needs me, my mother, 88 years old, needs me. I should be going to visit her when I have free time. I was racked with guilt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I should stay home and clean the house. I was racked with guilt. So that's why I realized mindset is key. You can't just dive into a program without addressing so many components of what's holding us back in terms of thinking. And there's sort of a system there, too. Because and you can ask me what that is. It's interesting.
0: Yes. Well, that's exactly where, I, where I was going. <laughs> like, what is the system? Well, the
1: system <laughs> with our minds that we have to think about is when we take an action, it's basically in response to an, an emotion. And that has, some, has everything to do with some thought we're probably not aware of. So we have to go into our brains and really figure this out. And it's not easy, and it can be done with or without therapy. Sometimes people need therapy. Sometimes they don't. But, but an, another piece of that, which is also interesting and something most of us don't learn, is how to make new habits. We just don't learn it. We're oh, habitual. Yes. Our bodies and our minds like habits, and we never learn the science of creating new habits and breaking unhealthy habits.
0: And we don't learn new habits, I think, in part because of insecurity. We're gonna lose that safety net, that familiarity. I like to do this. I know it's bad for me, but it's where I go because it makes me feel safe. Yeah,
1: so if exactly. I change,
0: right? So if I change that habit, what am I gonna hold on to? If if you're not feeling strong enough in yourself to even hold on exactly to yourself, right. yes. so you do, you do have to begin with that. I don't want to, I I don't want to call it an internal makeover because that seems very
1: it is, it intimidating. Is- but it's doing your, your uh, cleaning your own mind house, your own Yes, house.
0: yes. Your, that's your, what we really, talked about. Yeah,
1: we did. Yes. Exactly. And that's yes. exactly what people need. And they just want a quick fix and they don't realize that they're just going to, like me, up and down, up and down, up and down my whole life. Because what did I do when I was really stressed? Default to unhealthy habits.
0: Sure. And it comes down to blaming other people too. Well, I do this because of this. So my
1: parents, my circumstances, yep. I don't have money, I don't have time, blah, yep. blah, blah. Right. <laughs> and when you
0: make excuses, you, the certainty is that your life will never change. If you are an excuse maker and you're listening to this and this is ringing a bell for you, your <laughs> life is not going to change because you're going to hold on to those excuses that you're using to validate behavior that you don't like.
1: Exactly. And you know, Hillary. And I didn't really get this until pretty recently. People won't change until the discomfort of staying the same is greater than the discomfort of changing. Because the discomfort of changing is a given. I know that I'm drinking tea without sweet and low in it. I was addicted to sweet and low my entire life. I just was able to kind of ditch it the past Mm -hmm. six to nine months. and. I was addicted to milk in my tea initially, and then cream, and I have just begun to drink tea and coffee with nothing in it. Wow! And all the changes I've made and all the new habits I've made, some of the hardest things are these daily rituals.
0: Yes, they really are. So let's talk about the most shocking thing that you learned about yourself as you found success. And I want to make sure we plug your book too. We're definitely going to be doing that in the intro and outro, but I want to make sure we talk about your book Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I want people to know where to get it. Mm -hmm. And I, and I want you to expand on, on what a milestone that was
1: for you. Oh, Lord have mercy. It was such a milestone. I'm so glad I met you, Hillary, because I just have always had issues with my perception of myself as a writer. And with your help dictating the rewrite was very helpful. That helped me because I can always talk. (laughs) And then I can edit that business. So that, that really helped me through the blocks. But I honestly think the biggest surprise, the biggest piece of this was how surprised I am that I was able to wrestle to the ground, all the gremlins and all the excuses that used to derail me my entire life. Yes. And I'm not young. I'm going to be 64.
0: Well, I think you're young at heart.
1: and I, I mean definitely young at heart, for sure.
0: Oh, my goodness. And <laughs> you're stubbing. So I, I want people to know your book is called Debut a New You, Transforming Your Life at Any Age, first of all. It, it's, a, it's a mind-blowing book. It It is a story of overcoming decades, decades of habits and decades of mindsets. And and if Mimi can do it, you can do it. And that's exactly why she took her message to the world. So I, I want to make sure that people know that. And I want to make sure that people go to Amazon and buy it, people. I want you Woo-hoo! to do this. Yes. And we want to talk about diet, too.
1: Absolutely. I, you know, Absolutely.
0: And, and let's let's talk about entrepreneurs for a minute. Entrepreneurs are guilty of inconsistency in their yes, diets, right? Yes. They grind until the steam shoots out of their ears and then they're finished. they blow up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they stumble into the kitchen and they shove whatever is easy and close into their faces. Mm-hmm. What should people do to set themselves up for dietary success?
1: Well, you know, I've always been an entrepreneur and I've always been a traveler. And lately I've been traveling every week. So I know that world well. You have Mm -hmm. to schedule everything, just like you do medical appointments. That's my biggest, biggest pearl for entrepreneurs. So Mm -hmm. say I'm studying. I study a lot. Set my timer for 45 minutes to 50 minutes, and then I have 10 minutes to reboot. Drink water, go to the bathroom, jump rope, hula hoop, do a seven-minute New York Times workout. Whatever it is, that amount of activity will get your brain flowing, your creativity flowing, will keep your physical health um Healthy, the worst thing you can do, and we have lots of research on this now is just sit planted in a chair or at a desk for hours on end. It's no good for your mind, your body, your spine, anything and your what is the- we are now have keyboard issues because we're on're on, oh, on yeah. handhelds, and yeah, so uh, what I would say for also entrepreneurs is really think about cutting back on the carbs and emphasizing proteins pretty regularly if you should begin with three meals a day. I eat five protein mini meals a day. Mm -hmm. And by some people's standards, those aren't even mini meals. I start my day with a cup of egg whites. I end my day with a cup of egg whites. I never wake up in the middle of night anymore like I used to. And then I have three other protein focused healthy meals with a few low glycemic vegetables, generally green vegetables, Mm -hmm. kale, lettuce, green beans, this and that with my protein. And I keep carbs very minimal because. They add up, and they're hard to control. And many women and some men don't tolerate them well. Like I can't lose weight if I eat carbs. I just can't. It doesn't oh, happen. Oh no, I get that. Happen.
0: I get that pot belly when I, and especially when I cut gluten out. It was like, oh, well, that was the issue. You think you get a beer belly? You get a carb belly.
1: Exactly, and you know why? No, because I have no idea. That's fat, why you're on, <laughs> Hillary. The belly fat we have is greedy and efficient. It will be the first to take extra calories and store them. It is just vexing fat. And as we get older, it gets more and more efficient. And as we get older, especially when we reach 30 and beyond, we begin to lose muscle mass unless we lift weights and do resistance training. That alone can cause weight gain over time because we lose muscle and muscle drives our metabolism. So another piece of this puzzle is resistance training, weightlifting, not just cardio, and um, making sure people are not protein starved. In this world, we are protein starved. I was just at a conference. Every morning we had a buffet because it was a weekend conference. Mm-hmm. I teach weekends. I teach all the time. And guess what 99% of the buffet was?
0: Carbs. It was carbs, donuts. Carbs. And, it was and even pasties. the protein wasn't healthy.
1: It was everywhere. Yeah. And it's taken me four years to be able to not Hyper focus on those because I love them so much, but oh. the more I stay away from them, it's like an alcoholic. the The more I can resist them.
0: Yes, I agree. I totally agree because I'm off caffeine, I'm Good. off gluten, and I'm very right. low sugar right now. And when and it's right. funny because I'm it's like, yeah, I'm not craving chocolate. Chocolate. I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not craving chocolate. Isn't I'm actually. Shocking?
1: Me neither. And I used to eat it every night. Every yeah. Night.
0: Every night. And you know what? This is terrible. And I'm going to confess right now to you. We're in the confessional. Oh, <laughs> so I would have bags of those mini candy bars and I would keep them in the headboard.
1: Oh, Lord have mercy. That's and pretty bad. <laughs> that's really bad. And I that's would. That's in the driver's seat. That's pretty scary. <laughs>
0: that was very scary. And I was <sighs> like, you know, why do I feel like crap all the time? Wow. <laughs> and now. Wow. Now, chocolate. If I want something sweet, I go for a piece of fruit. But I'm finding things like uh, dehydrated snap peas yeah. are delicious. They're fantastic. You don't need anything on them either. Um, so when we when we share your episode, and we always do, as you know, we always do uh, a blog for the podcast yes. too. Um, I think it would be great to share with people some options for protein. Because a lot of people hear, right? A lot of people hear, well, she said eat protein. I'm not sure what is good
1: protein to eat. Well, generally lean protein. If you're Mm -hmm. eating meat, you want to go with lean protein. Mm -hmm. I certainly like egg whites because you can get a whopping, just starting with protein, you can get a whopping 26 grams of protein in one cup of egg whites that has 100 to 130 calories. I mean, you can't beat that. And for sweetness, I actually have a little trick. I put cinnamon on it. So I wasn't instantly (laughs) able to do that. But to me now, that is really, really sweet. And it's like my treat at night when my husband's having his big bowl of Ben and Jerry's. Now, (laughs) think about it. It's taken a long time for me to get to that point. I was really, really angry at him. But that's an example. And then lean chicken, lean pork, obviously fish. Mm -hmm. There is really good vegan protein. Powder made out of peas, pea powder, and it's actually high protein and very good because one of the problems with vegans is they do not, they tend to get way too many carbs, speaking of carb belly, and Mm -hmm. not enough protein. And if you don't get enough protein, you don't have, do not have a chance of fighting off your carb craving. Not a chance. If you're hungry, it will not work. And what protein does consistently on an every three to four hour basis is it reduces a hormone called ghrelin that stimulates hunger. And the protein reduces that, that ghrelin hormone.
0: Is that why you feel better after you eat a more balanced meal too? Like you don't feel, I, I don't feel like the the pits and the valleys of yes, appetite.
1: Absolutely. Is that so why? When you eat a, yeah, when you eat a lot of carbs, especially processed carbs, you get yeah. an insulin spike, you get a huge blood sugar rise, an insulin spike, and then a drop, kaboom. Yeah. Best thing you can do if you're going to eat a donut is eat it with a with other healthy foods like protein and it'll slow the absorption of it, but it's still not a good food because it's so calorically dense.
0: Yeah. Um, And it's not a smart food because it doesn't really feed your body what it wants. And that's why you wake up, isn't it? If you're eating and snacking because your body is like, well, I'm done.
1: Yeah. That was a nice little quick fix for an hour or two and now I'm starving to death. (laughs) The other thing people do and they really, really are doing this a lot now People think, well, fruits are really healthy and nuts are really healthy. Guess what? They're both extremely caloric. Nuts, massively caloric. If you have two tablespoons of peanut butter, you've just ingested 200 calories, 200 calories. And it's hard to stop with just a little peanut butter. It's hard to stop with a little handful of nuts. So- I have oh, yeah. to be extremely careful. They're huge triggers for me. And I, I, some of you, that's the other thing. If you have a food you can't control, we consider that a trigger, a food addiction, and it's probably better for you to just eliminate it.
0: Yeah, you just need to cut that out it. immediately. It. Don't don't have it at all or you will find ways to validate your choices because I did that too. I did that with the candy bars. Yeah, I did that crack. with the candy bars. Oh, I was up at I was up at night. Oh, I work so hard. Oh, I don't feel good. Oh, everybody else is doing it. Oh, I'm not yeah. a crack addict.
1: You know. Well, what guess I'm what, saying? Hillary? The other piece is you're describing to me someone who's sundowning. At night, we lose our defenses. We talk ourselves into things that we yeah. wouldn't have been tempted. So you have to treat yourself like a little toddler getting ready to have a temper tantrum at night. You just have to work your way to bed as early as you possibly can. And rid your environment of all of those temptations. And over time, it does get easier. But we lose our ability to resist temptation at night. I call it sundowning. It's like what elders do in nursing homes. They go a little crazy and lose their filter.
0: They do that at night because is that when you're worn down at the end of the day? Yeah, and
1: for all of us. We've made a lot yeah. of decisions. We're exhausted. We're just done. We want a reward. Oh, where the heck is that chocolate?
0: <laughs> <I just laughs> we we down. do. Okay, I'm
1: going to have cake. I've been good all day good yes. all day. I'm going to have a cupcake. I'm going to have some ice cream. I deserve it.
0: So why is being good all day? Why does that equal sabotage? That's what it's I find excuse. very
1: interesting. It's another excuse. I lived that my entire life. That yep. was my, my system. Pretty pretty healthy choices during the day. Well, they weren't always super healthy choices, but I thought they were fairly healthy choices. And then, boom, reward at the end of the day. I always
0: oh, yeah. I didn't
1: respect my sundowning tendency at all.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. So people need to kind of tune into that and we'll provide a deeper definition of what sundowning is so that you can read it and then ask yourself, are you susceptible to that? And it's it's okay. It's okay as we talk about these things to say, oh, that's me, that's me. It doesn't mean anything bad. It doesn't mean you need to feel guilty. Acknowledging and being aware of your vulnerabilities is a superpower
1: superpower superpower mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm.
0: because you can come out on the other side then and you can say uh, i was talking to my son the other day and i said you know once upon a time i mistook drama the lady who doth protest too much for <laughs> good attention so I would, you know, tearfully, say, why are people talking about me? Why is this? Happen? Why is this? Happen? And inside it made me feel good. Like I was unforgettable. And so there was this urge to keep doing it, even though it felt crappy. Exactly. And now that I know that I don't chastise myself and say, oh, wow, you're just a terrible person because you wanted attention. No, you know what? You're human. Exactly. You're
1: human. And that's another problem that we, especially women have. We listen to a lot of negative messages about ourselves, and we give ourselves a lot of negative messages. And what I tell women to do to stop that habit is just not as common with men. You can say to yourself, oh my God, I'm fat. When you look in the mirror, add an, I don't like it, but then put an and and say, but I'm working on getting healthier today, and I've done this, this, and this to work my way toward it. I'm ugly, but guess what? I'm working my way toward um, changing that perception up by doing blah, blah, blah. So if you just add an and, eventually the first part of the sen- sentence will disappear.
0: I and love that. I love that. And just it does. It's
1: terrible how we treat ourselves.
0: It is terrible. And we just call ourselves on the carpet about everything instead of saying, like, I'm a bumbling human being. Exactly. I do my best every day and I'm going to try, but I'm not going to hit it 100% every day. But as long as I did my best for like the Physical being that I am that day. And as long as I try to be open and loving and empathetic with other people, you're you're doing fantastic. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So let's do, let's play a little game. I just did this on our last episode too. And it's super fun. (laughs) (laughs) I love games. I know you love everything. You're just the most, you just, if I could describe you in one word, it would be embrace.
1: Oh, that's great, Hillary. I feel the same way about you.
0: Oh, see, this is a love fest. It's a love fest. It
1: is. (laughs) We need more positive energy out there. And When we have two people with positive energy, the sparks fly.
0: I know, exactly. People are going to turn this on and be like, oh, my God, I can't (laughs) even handle it. Um, Let's do word association. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to say a word. You tell me. One word that you pick immediately, don't overthink it. And then explain to me in one sentence, explain to people in one sentence why you picked that word. Okay. You
1: ready? Yeah. All right. Failure. Success. Okay. In order to be successful, we have to sometimes fail and gain Mm -hmm. insight from the failure, pull up our bootstraps and move on. Amen. Triumph. Improbable. Um, how how I'm thinking about that is, you may think you are unable to triumph with whatever it is that's your goal, but if you have a systematic way of support and accountability, and a and a way a system to develop and to implement in order to get to that triumph, then you know you you can get there. You can achieve it. It's
0: interesting. Okay, I'm I'm seeing a trend, um, we'll keep going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Opportunity. Age. Wow. <laughs> opportunity is often thought to be within the context of being young. And I'm a living example that you can take and seize an opportunity to any point in your life. That age is literally just a number and that you can transform your life at any age.
0: Yes. And you can and be anything, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Yep, yep. Doesn't matter if you're 23, 63, 45, whatever. It doesn't matter as long as you take the steps to do it. Wake up in
1: the morning and you can grab for any opportunity you want to grab for.
0: Okay, two more.
1: Sick. Perception. Hmm. So my perception on sick having, and I know, Hillary, we've talked about this before, is that even in the despair of being sick, There's opportunity to turn our lives around and do things for ourselves to make ourselves feel better and be better. So we can perceive sick and succumb to it, or we can see sick literally as an opportunity to, as another word we mentioned, triumph over your circumstances. And I know that's what you're doing, Hillary.
0: Every day. Every day. It's It's possible to have worse physical health, but better (laughs) mental health. It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest reality to live. Okay. Final word.
1: Stamina. (laughs) Limits. And what I'm going to say about stamina is that it's a perception. Like people think I'm 24 hour energizer bunny, but I pulse my energy because I fatigue easily. So stamina is definitely a perception. It's also something that you can work on and and build on. And that's something exercise will provide for people and a healthy lifestyle and a healthy mindset. Do so you want to improve your stamina, address all the aspects I talk about in my book, and you will be well on your way.
0: So... You're improving your stamina. Let's say uh, somebody's feeling sluggish at work. If you improve improve your stamina in the exercise realm, that will likely help you improve in your work realm.
1: Yes. So stamina in any sphere will be improved by physical improvement, physical fitness improvements.
0: Interesting. Okay, Mimi, what's, what's next for you?
1: Oh, goodness gracious. Well, I had only really one resolution this year. And the one resolution was really to have more fun and improve my home relationships because I travel so much. Sure. So I don't know quite what's next for me. I think it's just being more authentically healthy and happy in my life. And that's just a continuing theme and building on the online programs and programs to help others get healthy and fit because that feeds my soul. So I'm working on being more authentically healthy and happy and helping others do the same. And that, that's just a beautiful combination for me.
0: Oh, I love it. And more competitions.
1: <laughs> Maybe. I never think about that. I'm working on getting through this first one next Saturday.
0: <laughs> yes, it's coming up.
1: We'll see how that goes.
0: <laughs> oh man, I think you're—I think you're going to sweep it. I really well, do.
1: Well, you know what? I—you're limited in how much muscle you can develop at my age, but I'm really working on my posing and working on being graceful out there. And you know, I'm just work—the courage alone. I'm just doing it primarily for the courage component, pushing the envelope on what I think I can do in my life and seeing how fit I can get. So,
0: that is a beautiful way to approach it. So thank one, you. yeah, one thank final you, question. Millie. You bet. One final question for you. And sometimes people don't know how to answer this. This is what I'm finding out. Some people like jump right into it and other people are like, uh, uh, so (laughs) I'm curious. I'm curious to hear what you'll say. What's the one thing people don't know about
1: you? Hmm. Probably that I'm truly an introvert. And what oh. I mean by, because nobody would guess that, I recharge mm-hmm. by being kind of quiet and alone and spending time at the beach or in nature and not talking.
0: That is amazing. I never would have guessed that. But you know, this world is so black and white. I mean, <laughs> isn't it though? Like it you're is. either this or you're that. No, I think we're all shades of gray, really. And some I agree of us, with that. Right? Some of us might tend to be a little more introverted or a little more extroverted, but don't we have components of that in all of us? Totally. Right? Like not so
1: embrace, your, embrace your your gray areas.
0: <laughs> embrace your gray areas. But that don't
1: is, embrace your excuses. That is something that you don't want to do.
0: <laughs> amen. Amen. And um, I'm so glad you were on today
1: sharing you, so Hillary. much with
0: yourself. Oh, I my goodness.
1: Time. We got to do this again. It was kind of like click and clack.
0: It was click and clack, wasn't it? It just, uh-huh. but we've always, uh, seriously, from the second that we got on the phone with each other.
1: Just amazing synchrony.
0: Absolutely. Well, so thank awesome. you for
1: this podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Hillary, and to all you listeners out there, age is just a number. If I can change my life, you can too, and I'm certainly here to help you if there's anything I can do.
0: Absolutely. Dr. Mimi, and we will have all the details of how to get in touch with you so that people can continue to improve their life with you right by their side.
1: Oh, exactly.
0: Excellent. Dr. Mimi is living proof that your best life can begin at any age. I look at pictures of her before and after, and I am amazed at the progress she has undertaken to live the life that she envisioned. You can be stuck on the couch feeling unworthy, overweight, tired, sluggish, worried, unmotivated. You can be all these things and still find a way out. You will want to make sure that you read Mimi's best-selling book, Debut A New You, Transforming Your Life at Any Age, to help you get there. And you'll want to be in touch with her if you need dietary counseling, coaching, and motivation to assist you into stepping into purpose, Into your meaning and into the person you are supposed to live and be. We all have a calling on this earth to be who we dream about. Is it as simple as tapping into your dreams to understand what your reason for being alive is? It just might be. If you would like to get in touch with the marvelous Dr. Mimi, text Dr. Mimi, D R Dr. Mimi, to 36260 and get her cool app right on your phone. Did you like what you heard? Please listen, subscribe, share, and leave a review for Sick Biz Buzz wherever podcasts are available. Please also head on over to sickbiz.com to ingest the 20-plus guest bloggers blogging just for you. You can listen to the podcast, search for a job on our resources page, find discounted coaching, and access mental health resources as well. I invite you to also visit Amazon and under the Books tab, search for Six Success, my new book that is dropping September 18th. I'm very excited to share my quasi-memoir with you as well as actionable tips and prescriptions that you can use to improve your life. Finally, text biz to 36260 and receive our application directly to your phone. we had a copy Dr. Mimi obviously. Everything that you can do on the website on your desktop or laptop you can certainly do through this app on your phone and we are adding to it all the time. That's it for today's episode of Sick biz Buzz. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, be well.